tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink. You know what I'm here to do. I'm here to rock. Joining me as always, the man, the myth, the legend, XG in the place to be, Xavier Guerrero. What's up? Nada. The Drake Nada. haircut. It looks like it's here to stay. It's working. It's working. It's working, Females dude. Females love it. The ladies love it. Girls adore it, right? Yep. What's, uh, you, dude, you, you do that Halloween three, six, five. That's how you roll. I'm Halloween all yeah, year? I don't know why Halloween's only a day. Why can't we go dress like Batman and a, and uh, the clown from It? You live in L.A. It is. Is anyone going to complain if like slutty nurses come to work every day? Let it go. Let go. Guys, thanks for tuning in. I uh, appreciate you guys. Sorry we didn't get the show out. There's a couple things going on that I couldn't record yesterday. So we appreciate you. Uh, things are going great, man. We're going to be live all over the place uh, next Tuesday night. Well, this comes out tonight. So uh, tomorrow night, I'm at the Laugh Factory. I am doing Bruce Buffers. It's time comedy night. That will be uh, at the Laugh Factory, 945. Uh, Eddie Bravo, uh, Tony Hinchcliffe, Kate Quigley, uh, Ian Edwards and Adam Hunter and myself will be there with Bruce Buffer. Uh, and then Vegas. Oh, then the following Tuesday is um, is Comedy Chaos brought to you by our good friends at abx.org. That's absolute extract. If you love weed, getting high, you know, sucking on vape pens, right? Those robot dicks. Those robot. You guys love those robot. You're super homophobic, but you can't stop <laughs> sucking on robot dicks. Right, you love that stuff. Uh, you can go get all that stuff there. It is top shelf stuff. If you go to abx.org, use the promo code chaos, you get 20% off your purchase. Okay. And then the big show's coming up. We're excited. We're going to be in Las Vegas. That's right. November 15th. It's a Friday at 8 p.m. We are going to, uh, yeah, it's 8 p.m. We're at the um, backstage bar and billiards. That's where they shoot all the Netflix specials. Uh, don't hold it against us, but uh, that's going to be there. Tickets, just go to samtriplee.com, and you'll find a link to that. All my tickets are available. All my shows are available at samtriplee.com. And then at the end of the month, I'm at the La Jolla Comedy Store. Holla at your boy. T-shirts. <laughs> T-shirts are pushing. We got a lot of T-shirts out there. Go to uh, tinfallhatt-shirts.com. We got all the new ones up. The Vegas one will be on soon. Uh, the Unabomber is right. Once Upon a Time in Flat Earth. All those are up there. It's a great way to support the show. The Patreon is killing it. Love the Patreon, dog. It's real deal. Com- you get some good shit there. Yeah, Comedy Chaos. If you want to um, you know, meet a Native American on meth talking about how <laughs> Jews run everything, go to Comedy Chaos. Go to um, uh, conspiracies now it's a great show three hours sometime the podcast and try to get as much as i can because i know you guys could go anywhere and uh, you choose to get there so that's it 
Uh, I'm going to do the reads a little later on because we're going to try this new format. Now that we have our own studio, we can do our reads whenever we want. That was the point. That's the point of getting in this cranberry room, huh? And here in this beautiful (laughs) room. Uh, I am very excited to uh, have this gentleman on. He's a hero. I, I think when you do something for somebody else who doesn't have the power to do it for themselves, I find that to be like the uh, the highest point of humanity. When you when you give a voice to those who have no voice, that's a sign that, you know, that you are in fact tuned in to what this is all about, and that is to make the world a better place. Um, he's known as the uh, Walrus Whisperer, and it's an honor to have him on. Please welcome Philip Demers. Did I get it right? Uh, it's not too bad, Sam. Phil Demers works. You did good, man. I like the buildup. Appreciate that. Thank You're too you, kind, buddy. man. You're too kind. I'm going to try not to cry on this episode because I've watched your video, and believe it or not, I cried. I, I have a very weak spot for animals, and uh, I under, you know, I'm not at all anti-hunting. I understand that hunting is a part of the natural order of life you know you hunt to eat and i have no problems with that and we'll get into that a little bit but i love what you're doing man it's honorable it's honorable because you could have walked away a long time ago but before we get into what you're doing and the amazing work you and your and your uh, gofundme i want to talk about how you're from niagara falls huh that's my that's what i I was born in the United States uh, version of Niagara Falls. There's uh, there's Niagara Falls on Canadian side, and there's one on the American side. You're from Niagara Falls just on the U.S. side here? You were born there? Yeah, that's where I was. That's my hood, dog. I used to go hang out. stone's throw from here. I, I, I actually crossed the bridge <laughs> on a fairly regular basis to just go play a hockey team over there. I mean, we're neighbors. Yeah, 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 dude. But it's so funny because uh, – Kind of like San Diego and Tijuana, where you're like, they're basically the same place, but on one side's a lot shadier than the other, right? If you go to the Canadian side, it is clean as a whistle. It's like, oh, this, the Niagara Falls of so Canada. So we're the TJ. Yeah, we're the, like Niagara the Falls, uh, New York is kind of the TJ, the Tijuana. It's, uh, I mean, it's, it's where I was born, so I love it. That's where all my family's from, so I will always love it, but... Definitely, there's two different ways of operating here. I used to. I went to my first strip bar in uh, in uh, Niagara Falls, Canada, and I was just like, this "Oh, is- I can probably I could probably name the exact one oh, you went shit. to. I won't, but I could. Yeah, uh, no, you can, dude. Them, but- if I could remember what it was, I'd love to go back. I'd love to know if you the girl. You went to the Sundowner. I yeah. guarantee you went. Yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was blown away, dude. I was like, Good I pussy? mean, hot, hot chicks over there in Canada. Oh, dude. Listen to me, man. Kid, there's something about Canadian women. They're gorgeous. I, 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 I'm convinced. And we'll get. And here I'm gonna piss. Get, I'm gonna have people all pissed at me. But it's their healthcare, right? Their healthcare is based on like keeping costs down, not like ours, which is based on trying to make as much money as possible. So you go Canada. The women's skin, they're just beautiful, dude. It's gorgeous. And like I could not believe this girl was getting naked for me for like. Like twenty dollars Canadian, which back then was like four dollars American. You know what I'm saying? It's unbelievable. Yeah, and a lot of the girls um, are—they come from Quebec. They come, um, you know. So you're seeing a lot of French women, and some of the the most beautiful are the French. And so when I when you mispronounce my name, remember I'm French. It should be Demers. Demers. Sounds yeah, like a you, Vegas you the, DJ. The best, the best of the best. I love it, dude. Thank you. I uh, it's gotten so bad with names here. I dread it. 
If I made enough money on this show, I would get somebody here just to say the names. <laughs> like that guy for Journey now who he can't hit the high notes, so he just he has a guy literally he just points to him and hits that or Boston and he just hits the high notes in all the songs. That's the whole that's their whole act now. Well, you know that Ozzy doesn't sing. He brings somebody out to sing and he just runs around and I mean, I saw Ozzy 20 years ago, and Ozzy was running around. He looked like a, a baby in a, a dirty diaper running around the <laughs> stage. And I'm like, I, I'm here to watch the Prince of Darkness, and uh, I got this old man running around. But hey, dude, whatever. You just want to see Journey Rock. You want to see it's good enough, man. Uh, yeah, Canada's amazing. I, I live on the other side. It's, it, is, it's, it makes me sad that it's gone because when I grew up there, it was a beautiful place. And over time, it's kind of just gone to shit. Um, but yeah, I've had some walks, uh, I've had some walks, um, in Niagara Falls that, uh, at some point I started to feel like I wanted to pick up the pace a little, a lot of boards, a lot of boarded up places. Yeah, it is a shame because I remember a time when, even when I was younger, uh, we'd want to go over there for, I don't know, you guys would have these little restaurants. I mean, there's nothing like the restaurants across the border here. Um, you guys got some old school stuff, you know, I, I love it. I love going over there. I love going to the States, but Niagara Falls is one of the places I used to enjoy, um, we used to get a nice prime rib there, and you know it was kind of burgeoning. But now it's, uh, yeah, yeah. Little, I don't, know, I don't go as much. Well, it's very interesting because, like you know, the biggest thing people say, uh, you know, Canada, the taxes, the taxes, the taxes, and that's what everybody cries about in the United States. Um, but when we talk about, you know, you look in New York, it's got the worst, almost the outside uh, of California, the tax system in in L in New York State is just awful, dude. And it's not even that nice. Yeah. I mean, like it used to be. I mean, upstate New York is gorgeous, dude. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. But, and, and like Niagara Falls and Buffalo, they're wonderful. You don't get more real than those people. But it's just, it's kind of sad because the business, all the industries left. It's all mm -hmm. gone. And now it's like, now we look across the street at all the shiny. It's kind of like Vegas versus Reno. You ever been to Reno? It's like, it's, dude, it's not good, dude. It's, it's not Vegas. It's not. It's not even close to Vegas. It's like. It's like. It looks like a haunted house. <laughs> like you know, it looks like the set of like Zombie Land. That's what Reno looks like compared to Vegas, which is great. But I mean, Vegas is gonna take a shit soon too. So, but um, I'm very excited to have you on. Everybody knows you from your appearances on uh, the Joe Rogan Experience and stuff like that. And you know, whenever I see your story, I always retweet everything you're doing because again, I'm I'm a huge animal rights. Uh, I understand that we are top of the pecking order, but I, I don't think we need to treat them like they're just our disposable goods. I mean, they, I know they're not people, okay? I know they're not on our level intellectually. Sometimes I wonder, but they're not, you know? You might, you might want to rethink that a little bit when you're talking about uh, species of animals such as whales and, and like uh, great apes and, and elephants especially. Uh, to call them people might even be... Might uh, might not uh, do them the, the, the respect they deserve because we're talking about like uh, emotion uh, emotional complexities that we don't even understand. I, I, I mean, this is in relation to like uh, abilities to communicate, of course, but more so just family bonds. When you get into family bonds and stuff, I mean, what makes us human is our is our empathy. And when animals exceed our empathy, that's when you're like, oh shit! That uh, once you start recognize the empathy in animals. Um, I know, holy fuck, that's, it starts to open your eyes. So For yes, sure, uh, man. Some, most animals aren't people, but some... Aye, aye, no, aye. I get what you're saying, but you know, when you talk to people, uh, I forget who it was. Uh, what's it, Gavin News? No, who's the guy who started Vice and then he went off on his own and he's doing the Proud Boys? Yeah, yeah Gavin uh, McInnes. Yeah, okay, you know, I, 
I dig what he's doing. It's not my thing, but I dig what he's doing, and I respect him, and I, I will support him to do whatever he wants to do, right? But he got really upset when uh, people celebrated when the line got back at that hunter. And it's like, dude, it is a hunt, brother, okay? And that animal has as much right to defend itself as anybody else. So, I mean, like, that's my... The field's my... already tilted. I mean, yeah. one guy's got a gun, the other one, which is which is basically has the benefit of, of distance, Right. And the other one within a certain proximity has you murdered. So, I mean, the, the, the game's already tilted. So give the give the lion the benefit of if he's got that slim chance to 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 get someone at the jugular. Well, fuck, man. Point. I, I'm always on team lion. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm uh, all, listen, I'm that's part of the game. I'm on whoever's doesn't have the 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 the, the right to decide they want to be there or not. Mm. Right. I mean, yeah. that's just what I, I, I that's who I get behind. And like in that instance. You know, that animal doesn't have a say in what's going on. Now, I, I listen, and I understand because I'm not really into trophy hunting. I, 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 don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. And, and, and I, I get that, you know, the whole thing, the feedback I get is that, the, the, you know, the money that people spend to uh, go on these trips supports the local economy. And I, I respect that, okay. But you know, but can we look at the motivations though? Like, what what is it that a, yeah, that a person with gets you, to kill it down? That's the weird part of it all. Like, I get it. Okay, okay, yes. If there's a financial and there's a benefit to to the species as a whole, and it's a legitimate argument, and let's say there's not big gaping holes in it, um, then I'm saying, okay, do it. But why do you want to? If it's for the financial purposes, just don't kill a fucking animal and cut a check. I don't know why it's like. What is the picture after? I don't. You know, like. When Joe goes and he, he he hunts an elk, he takes a pit, you know, but he eats the animal. There's a there. It's like that is what you do. Okay. Well, technically, they, that rhino does get eaten by the the tribes. That person doesn't even eat it because that meat's well, that's not what even they that say yeah, about the uh, the uh, bullfighting. That's what they say. The meat goes to the local people. But I'm saying like these these guys that shoot these animals from fucking who knows where. Right? I mean, like, dude, uh, uh, Sarah Palin wanted to, to pass a law where you, you could hunt wolves from a fucking helicopter with, like, a bazooka. We could do that with fucking hogs in Texas. It's just like, uh, what do we, I mean, like, I just, I just. Do people eat elephants? I don't know, dude. I mean, like, I don't know why it's cool to k kill an animal. And, like, I, the, the whole argument is, like, these are older males. They would kill all the... I'm like, well, dude, I mean, that... Now you're, you're fucking with the rules of nature. Like, the, the rule of nature is that the young buck takes out the old buck, and that's what they do, man. Like, to go in there and kill that thing because, oh, you're doing it... It's just, like, it's, it just seems... The picture at the end drives me nuts. It just drives me nuts. The picture's a weird one. If I put myself in the in the position of the hunter, though, <clears throat> you're there for a purpose, uh, be, be it your own. And, uh, you know, there's a rush that comes with it. There's no question. So these guys are on a, a, a different cloud. So the prospect of that picture, I think more than anything, is an effort to capture the moment. I'm not trying to defend it. I'm just trying to, for myself, put myself I know, in but it's their just... shoes, you know? So <laughs> I can't rationalize it either. I think it's a weird one. Uh, you know, when, when my cat dies... Uh, I don't, you know, when I euthanize my cat because it's 99 years old, I don't take a photo next to it with a thumbs up. I don't know. It's, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's just, it's like if you, if it was like, dude, I, I got a spork from KFC and I took out this fucking elephant. <laughs> yeah. Take a fucking picture, man. You fucking did something. <laughs> 
goddamn incredible, bro. You went hand-to-hand combat with this beast, but it's like fucking pegging this dude like Zero Dark Thirty from the other side of the... You know, it's just like to me, it's just, I don't know, man. I, I listen, I, I, I have no problems with hunting for survival. I, I just sport. It's just, I don't know, man. You get a dog and you're like, wow, this thing's got some emotions. This thing's got, you know, and, and like, it's, I don't know, man. I just, I, I feel for it. Like that, you know, the, see these like bulls in this fucking, see these bulls in these fucking bullfights, you know, just, and they're just getting stabbed. It's like, why do we got to be brutal, man? It's such a strange thing. I don't understand it either, I guess. I don't know. Maybe it's, I I don't know. I I don't know. There's something about, uh, there's something about um, being on the edge of danger that people thrive off of. And uh, there's something about just, uh, just the the group mentality. If you can get enough people to to sort of convince themselves that they're, that they're excited about something, then you can rationalize some really weird shit. But I don't see uh, hacking, putting a sword or trying to sever an already sliced, diced and drugged, De- depressed and scared animals spying oh. with a sword as being I don't know I don't see the fun in it and I also don't feel like I graduate as a man in, in doing so but you know these are different times our consciousnesses are, are definitely elevating but yeah. you know without the internet it was a different time because you couldn't reach the masses we're in a different time now where powerful images uh, are, are really dominating the, the uh, most narratives and and the world over and, and, and opinions are changing and, and paradigms are shifting. And when it comes to animals, especially, um, you know, I, I suddenly become a media company with something like uh, Twitter and, and Instagram. I'm suddenly quite powerful, even more so than let's use the example of Marineland, who for decades had uh, controlled all of the media with their with their commercials and, and, and their bullshit, their lies. And then suddenly, you know, a person like myself can come out and um and be a voice and, 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 and offer perspective and pictures and everything else and then have other people people bolster and help and, and help elevate my voice and elevate that consciousness and everything else. Um, you know, everything's changing. Your outrage now is because you've seen something that you wouldn't have otherwise have seen or seen enough, you know, years and decades uh, ago. I couldn't agree more. I think we're seeing more and more that, like, the controlled narrative – uh, is no longer controlled. Uh, you know, it's like we're 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 tinfoil hat. So you know, we we call it spiritual skepticism. The other people call it conspiracy. So you know, we talk a lot about CIA stuff, and you know, and you know, they're big force behind the internet. You know, but I, honest to God, think it got away from them, and like they didn't realize that smart people would go out there and create this thing, and it would become this free flowing of idea. I really do believe they were going to create it to just be a quicker way to get their propaganda to everybody. And I believe it got away from them, you know, and that's just uh, my opinion. Uh, well, you can see them trying to play catch up. The evidence is everywhere. They're trying Facebook. to play catch up. They're, uh, you know, shadow banning people and demonetizing people and doing everything. But the people, but people are watching for that. They're seeing that they're reporting that and people are recognizing this stuff, you know? So there's, there's, there's too many big holes now. Um, you know, big players used to, used to hide behind, uh, companies and, and and sort of lurk in the in the darkness, and uh, you know that's not the case anymore. It can't be done. It's a it's a brilliant time. I would have never imagined that at the push of a button, I can reach more people now than all of Marineland's four million dollars a year in advertising and bullshit commercials. I mean, what an amazing time what when I came out. And you know, time. I can attest to to sort of um, you know how the media controls narratives and. Uh, 
and and it's sort of the lies that are propagated um, to sort of benefit corporate sponsors. Because back in 2012, when I became a whistleblower of animal cruelty, uh, you know, the media was not on my side. Um, there was no Blackfish, the documentary, out yet, so it wasn't like I was I was my message was falling on terribly uh, sympathetic ears. Uh, most people couldn't believe of the things that I was revealing, and uh, and outright refused. And I can see the media totally driving Marine Land's narrative. It was mental, dude. I had my face on three-quarter page ads calling me this would-be walrus thief and all this crazy shit. It's like, what, what, are, you, what are you talking about? Uh, you know, I, I reported animal cruelty. This is what's going on. So anyways, it took some time. But, uh, you know, with the, with the blessing of the internet and, uh, and, and sort of early-ish inceptions of different social medias, I took, a, I took a grasp of this thing and ran with it. And of course, with the benefit of being on Joe's podcast and pod, just podcasts in general and whatnot, um, you know, I've, I I was able to punch holes in the media story. And uh, yeah, it's a very unique it time is. for people such as myself and you guys on the podcast to be able to be like, wait a second, Epstein didn't kill himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so hey, uh, so you guys know Marineland is the Sea World of Canada. Yeah. So you guys know. And- there's the one that were he you used to work for them, right? Yeah, That's I was there 12 started. years. I started uh, mopping orca blood off the floor to uh, I mean, essentially overseeing just about every element of the uh, of 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 much of the, uh, the whale program. So, so let's for those who might not be familiar with your story, um, can you tell us a little bit about the backstory? Because you have this. What's where's your GoFundMe? Uh, what is the uh, exact address so we could have people take a look at it? Sure. There's a very short documentary. It's a little dated, granted, but uh, you know, you, it's still got much of the footage and the revelations in it, so it's pretty important to watch. But if you go to savesmooshy.com, S-A-V-E-S-M-O-O-S-H-I.com, uh, yeah, I've got a GoFundMe there. Sam, I see you've made a kind contribution right yeah, there. Yeah, dude. That, that, that video was great. It, of course. My pleasure, and, man. Um, you know, you, you can catch up to the story for the most part there. Google's a powerful machine as well if you want to just put my name in there. But a uh, quick backstory: I, I worked for Marineland for years. Uh, I, I was the benefit and also the recipient of a curse-like uh, relationship with this walrus where she believes I'm her mom. And by virtue of this and a lot of sort of crazy things, I was faced with a, a pretty uh, daunting task of either staying quiet and, and accepting you know, status quo for the treatment of the animals there. And, and of course my walrus was no exception to much of the, of the things that were happening or stick my neck out and, and sort of reveal what was going on. Uh, I elected to do so. I did so because I wanted to save that walrus's life. And, uh, this is back in 2012. Here we are now 2019 into 2020. It's been seven years and she's the last walrus alive. I mean, we are in a heads-up battle, Marineland and I. They have sued me for millions yeah. of dollars, um, pl- alleging I plotted to steal a walrus. They've sent the police here a bunch of times. They've sent goons to my house. I mean, I, I, I can go on and on for what this has become. I mean, there is a machine that I am up against. Uh, I, I, I mean, like, we could sit here and speak of the, of the cohesive relationships between uh, corporations and animal protection agencies and everything else. But, you know, over the last seven years... Uh, we have torn down some big fucking walls. It is a new landscape, and uh, I'm very proud to say that Marineland is is being reduced to dust. Uh, but moreover, I'm uh, I'm still fighting for that walrus. She's there, and uh, it's I unbelievable want her to me. It's unbelievable to me. Like 
uh, you just see this happen all the time where money, money is more important than doing the right thing. It's like people <coughs> just want to be right and not do right. And that got to stop you there for one moment. Okay, please because do. Because I can assure you that this decision by Marineland has cost them more, inconceivably more than had they just moved the walrus and, and done something to get rid of me long ago. So if, yes, initially the, the, the motivation is always money, but this at this point is pure revenge. This is pure revenge because it is them withholding that walrus and not just sending her to a place that can fucking spare her of imminent death like the last fucking every walrus that Marine Line has ever had. And they haven't had walruses for that long. Um, you know, it's costing them everything. So this is a revenge plot. This this gets really sick and twisted, man. There's a rabbit hole out there. Again, use Google. Uh, you know, you got to commit a lot of time to learn my story, but uh, it's super fucked. So it's what, really fucked up. Yeah, when I watched your uh, video on your uh, GoFundMe, you know, I was blown away at how you said you got the job, which was basically you applied for a job, and like a regular job, like you, like you were going to Quiznos or going to Starbucks, and they ask you if you worked with any exotic animals, and I think you said you had a hamster or something at that lizard, moment. Lizard. A lizard. Yeah, an iguana. And you got the job. Like, to me, I'm like, that That blows me away. Dude, that I couldn't fucking believe it. You know, it wasn't a dream of mine. It wasn't like I was, oh, shit, I want to become the guy who jumps off killer whale faces. I wasn't in – I was just – I don't know what the fuck I wanted to do. I know I didn't want to work in a factory anymore. I'd gone half crazy, and I'd resolved I got to do something else. So, you know, I dabbled in some uh, music education, and, then, you know, I thought maybe I'd record bands or some shit. And, and I just got bored of playing air guitar and – I got a job at fucking Marine. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. On day one, I was feeding orcas. I had a fucking 10,000-pound killer whale's mouth wide open in front of me while I'm shoveling fish down its throat. I'm like, is this <laughs> actual life? Like, what the fuck am I doing today? Holy shit. That scares me, man. That scares me. Well, you know? what, what would scare you is I wasn't the biggest idiot they hired. Fuck, can you imagine? <laughs> oh, dude. I mean, like, you just never know who gets into these jobs. I mean, it's unbelievable to me, but you would think, like, with some sort of live animals, which are, I'm assuming, exotic animals. Nobody's going to a, a, hey, let's go look at these pets and parrots and cats and dogs zoo. So these are exotic animals. Some sort of a, 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 a education level should be the minimal requirement to get this job. And there's none of that. Dude, I had a lizard. Okay, all right, point taken. I'm taking L's on the show. Hey, I have to plug in a hot rock and give it lettuce. In yeah, I get that, that dude. I get that, feeding crickets exotic. and shit. Exotic. Um, but you get the job and you're already, like, hands-on. Like, it's... Yeah. That's right there. It's like there's no formal education on how these... What these things like to eat, how they like to eat, how they like to be... What about no. his safety? Yeah, what about... y'all, oh, man. Yo, yeah. I don't care about humans, but the animal, no, I'm kidding. Uh, but that is crazy. Well, no, really, though, if you want to talk about safety, uh, we had one of SeaWorld's orca. If you watch um, Blackfish, there's an orca named Tilikum. He's the one that uh, that kills all the uh, you know the former trainers and some, and some other people. Um, we had his son. SeaWorld had to sue Marineland to fucking get that orca back because that motherfucker was going to kill people. Ikeka was his name. Ike, he's now in, uh, I think he's in San Diego. Uh, he was going to kill people and SeaWorld was like really fucking nervous. Um, 
I just don't get why. Well, they sued the shit out of Marineland, and, and you know, it took some time. Marineland fought because because they're idiots. They lost, and they had that orca removed. So they had, they had them not removed. I kill for sure. Hold on one second. He's. I wasn't just whistleblowing to animal safety, uh, animal cruelty. Hold on one second. You're dragging. Oh, shit. Did we do the whole freezing thing? Yeah, it just started right there. Um, okay. Are we back? Yeah, yeah you are back. back. You're back. Um, we're back, babe. Nonetheless, short, long story short, Ike had to be removed. So, yes, in fact, safety was a big concern. So, is, is Marineland a um, – is it a family-owned business? Is it a family or is it like a publicly traded company? No. This is a family. This is one soul-controlling mind – who back in uh, in um, in the early to mid '60s started this thing with with barely a dime in his pocket, uh, grew it to a to a I mean it's one of Canada's l- brilliant success stories. Forget about it. it's a legacy business. I mean in the '80s you couldn't even get into the place. Forget about it. Um, he had a uh, he had a biological son, an adoptive son, and a wife. Over the course of the last seven years, the biological son, who was, by the way, a good friend of mine, died tragically. Oh. The father has died, so the owner is dead. The person who now runs it is the wife. She doesn't have a great sense of what's going on because when the owner was dying, the Marineland's lawyer, the guy who's essentially running the show at this point, was uh, he was given the plans, the exit strategy, if you will, to what becomes of Marineland. So they started to sell properties. I mean, they're in a period of transition, but uh, bottom line is this is a lawyer carrying this thing and transitioning this thing into whatever it's going to become. We know they're trying to sell whales right now. We know they've been approved to sell and export two at least. They're trying for five more. Um, so it, it's, it seems to me like something's going on there, but there's no way of knowing for sure because there's no more vision. There was a vision. That vision's dead. So now at this point, the lawyer's just doing whatever the lawyer was told to do by this now dead man. And so when I talk about a revenge plot, yeah, there's a death wish to keep me from helping animals, I guess. I don't know exactly what the uh, – obviously, it's an ego-based decision that they want to – you know, they want to keep me from uh, from helping this walrus, but the landscape has changed. Whereas before, I was pounding my fist saying, free this fucking walrus, and there were like five of them. You know, there's only one left. You know, Marineland, you're killing walruses. I'm doing you a favor by saying, move the fucking thing before it costs you everything. Well, let me ask you something. Did, what were your uh, coworkers like? I know you mentioned saying earlier that, you know, that you know there were people that are dumber than you let's say you know um or they were like less qualified than you uh you know when you when you think about like Mar- uh, uh you know sea world and that 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 killer whale that kills that lady and you know everyone's talking about how like hey man it's like you shouldn't have this this giant fish in, or mammal in this in this tank it's not right the animal's just acting out and there's kind of this feeling that maybe like the the people that work there don't have the best intentions i i could be wrong we we see that in child protective services where it's like some of these people are there with bad intentions some of these people might be working at marine land as it's just a job uh, you know, it's like, hey, dude, this is my job. I just got to do it to get my check. Like, what? who Who were your coworkers? 
So I would I would say just for for clarity's sake, I've never met anyone who that I worked with that had any malition or any maliciousness whatsoever towards the animals. Whatsoever. No one was there getting any pleasure out of the hyperchlorination or the effects of it. No one was like willingly. I mean, I mean, I can't attest for some of the people that were doing it because <clears throat> management. But uh, as far as like the workers go, man, I had, these are the best friends I had in the, on the world. These people were my family. I mean, you 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 essentially felt like you were going to war for these animals despite working within the walls because you operated to the best of your abilities with what you, with what limited resources or or uh, freedoms you were given in in trying to help the animals so you did your best everyone was there doing their best man fuck man we were paid next to nothing fuck we were having to eat our own puke for breakfast working there i mean fuck it was a, it was a sacrifice every day you did it because you loved animals so the idea that there was malicious on or rather maliciousness on the on behalf of the employees it, it's just it's not a narrative that i try to push now, by virtue of being uh, the business that they are, is it cruel and, and, and whatnot? Yes. Are there people there that are just uh, that are just collecting a paycheck? Yes, that happens over time. You know, you, you become desensitized over time and you become um, a more capable uh, uh, minion of, of management, if you will. But it's management that are making all the super fuck decisions. You're just having to, to impose upon the animals these decisions. And a lot of times it's very tough. And a lot of times you're doing things you don't want to do. But you're there because you love the animals. And so you want to not you want to be able to be there again the next day. It's very conflicting. And and remember, Marineland targets young people these days. There's not a photograph of a trainer if it, if she's not uh, 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 five six a buck fifteen max fucking soaking wet blonde like this. Like it's just, I mean, everything that they do from a marketing perspective is such to soften their image because uh, they know the, the the backdrop of all is just built on pure pure cruelty. Uh, taking animals from the wild, uh, taking whales from the wild and separating them from their mothers is the most cruel thing you can conceivably do to these animals. They'd rather a fucking bullet to the head, I assure you. When we make the, uh, when we make the case for hunting, that's an easy case to make versus captivity. It's not even a debate I care to have with people. You know, taking a pigeon, take, go, go ahead and walk down the street, grab a, a pigeon, throw it in a cage, bring it to your house and see how, what, see how good you feel about it after an hour. Try two hours, now try to do it for 20 years. Yeah. Forget about it. Yeah. The cruelest thing you could do. Now punt the fucking thing, break its neck, forget about it, eat it, whatever, and you'll forget about it by noon. Yeah, I just, it's like when you see that going on with the, you know, blackfish and what's going, what's going on in SeaWorld, and it's just like, it's just, it's like you're, you're throwing something in prison for our entertainment. And, you know, has zoos, has zoos, there was a time where I could see where zoos, zoos, were, had a function, you know? You got to see animals you probably would never be able to see. But there are some animals that I think are okay being there, like a giraffe. What? No, giraffe would not be what are a you good example of okay. an animal that they feel be, be a poor example. What? Like that giant beast you think is cool being in a it little cave? It looks pretty relaxed, like a lion. I'd argue a lion needs to eat and needs to go. But giraffe, like I'm not, I went to the zoo. It looked pretty... You just eats off the leaves. It lets it lets the kids eat it. It just seems like a more animal that could be in and there. I don't think it should. I don't think it should. Giraffes like to run, dog. They like to run. They like to be out in the. I mean, like, dude, it's like, you know, it's like when you're on the prison, prison yard, you're still in in prison. You know, I mean, that's the whole thing. I uh, I just think no, like there's definitely some species of animals that are more um, adept to uh, to to being 
kept in captivity for sure. Dogs. I wouldn't use giraffe as an example, but uh, I mean, I would use the example of like a seal. Uh, it sounds crazy, but I've worked with seals and sea lions, and they really could give a shit than to just sleep on a rock, uh, eat. I mean, if they get the opportunity to fight and fuck, then that completes them wholly. But really, they don't well, need they a lot of space. They love to fight and fuck. Nobody talks about that with seals. Man, well, they need that, of course. What do you mean? I mean, that's that's the function of the, if you can't provide an, an entirely natural environment where they can both uh, thrive or uh, or and at least have a semblance of their freedom, then they shouldn't be in captivity. But we're not talking seals aren't traveling hundreds of miles a day like whales. They don't have family bonds that aren't uh, over time essentially dissolved. Um, you know, we're, we're not talking about animals with with really long memories and whatnot. I don't want to take too much away from them, but you know. It's 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 not much different than having a puppy dog. Uh, I just think there is a gray line. I think there's some animals that are that that uh, it's okay. I don't think you should be scorching them with chlorine, but uh, there are environments that that could work for them. And in some cases, zoos are are okay. Uh, but for the most part, you know, zoos are. I mean, to be honest, here's the here's the ways to uh, determine whether a zoo is great. Is the exit coming out of out of a uh, out of a uh, Key, what do they call that? A gift shop, yeah. and uh, and if you can look at the figures and it's, just try to figure out exactly what percentage of money actually goes to conservation to the animals in the wild, and you start looking at that versus what the, C the CEOs and the CFOs are making, and forget about it. There is not an argument for zoos. So those are my criteria. If you know, if it starts getting into, they start actually doing some uh, saving some species of animals, and whatnot. Well, then there's an argument to be made, but that's so few and far between And the other thing is you got to do your own homework because like you guys know, there's a lot of bullshit out there and don't expect your fucking friendly corporation to, to give you the fucking dirt on themselves. It's not going to happen. There's a reason all the fucking whales at SeaWorld are named the same name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey dude, you know, man, uh, it's very interesting because whenever you take, uh, anything that starts off uh, out of a place of pure joy, right, or or like a like a movement to like do good, right? Uh, did we lose? Okay, there he is. Uh, you start to uh, you start at a place where it's like, okay, charity. I want to help people, right? And then all of a sudden, it becomes so popular, it gets a power structure with age uh, with uh, uh, GMs, and now. Now less of the money is going to the reason you started this, and more of it's going to pay salaries. I can't like you look at some. Dude, you're asking to have Peta follow you now. Is that what you need? You need Peta on your ass. Don't you start exposing Peta? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean that's a big thing too, man. They uh they put the they put down a lot of animals, man. It's 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 uh. Oh, it's I mean, that's not, not just that. Peta's gross. You're, I'll tell you something. There's going to be a lot of awards given out to animal heroes over the over the. Uh, Peter's uh, lifetime, but I will not be the recipient of one. I can promise you that. Yeah, I mean it's dark. I mean a lot of dogs getting put down. Uh, they don't even think some animals, like dogs or cats, should be pets. I, I mean, like that just sounds like crazy talk to me. There's a symbiotic thing together with them, but it's like, it's just like when you. I just feel like when somebody's grandstanding in front of people. Like I've been on this planet for a long time. I've been a lot of laps around the earth, up around the sun, and you know, I just find when people grandstand like that, it's not really what you think it is. And you know, they're always their faces always they're always the ones uh, talking about animals, and then you hear what's going on later behind closed doors, and it's not the best thing. When you see like, uh, dude, welcome to my world. Yeah. Welcome to my world. I, when I uh, when I sort of came out in 2012 as a whistleblower, I really believed that these organizations would have stepped up and that it would have been protected. 
that's not the reality. Um, animal rights is a small space. Uh, it's already occupied. You know, there's an old guard in place. They don't want new people around. Um, again, by virtue of having the support of what I, which is just comics. I mean, look, I'll tell you, comics are saving my fucking ass in this thing. Forget about it. Uh, I never, I would have never stood a chance. These, these many animal rights organizations. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna just say all of them, but you know, for the most part, I've been without the support of them, and this is something that I assumed initially would have been a hell of a lot easier for me, because you know, I had the dirt on this place, and and I had the good intentions. Um, just needed lawyers. And as soon as you start talking lawyers, a lot of these places tuck tail and run. You know, there's a strange relationship that exists between some of the more cruel, crueler uh, uh, corporations or, 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 or entities out there and the, the protectors of animals. There's a cohesive relationship of, look, we'll only go so far and it works for us because we really don't want to have to go that far. That becomes messy if we do that. So let's just turn a blind eye at this point. You know, you keep us happy, we keep you happy. And there's also, uh, uh, you know, you never know when someone's controlled opposition. Like if I was a giant, if I was SeaWorld, I would create the uh, animal rights organization and control that. So they, you know. That happened with SeaWorld. You, that happened with SeaWorld. They oh, did exactly that. Really? Course, there's a bunch of, oh yeah, and of course, you know, it was, I was recently at a Marineland protest and uh, a bit of a troublemaker there. And the cops kind of come to me and they said, you know, we're looking for this guy who blah, 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 this and that. And I was just like, oh, wait a second. He did this, said this, said that, 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 and then that's it. You can't find him now? Yeah, I'm like, okay, yeah. No, that, 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 couldn't, that couldn't possibly be one of Marineland's people. They're just like, oh, yeah, no, good point. Fuck, okay. Come yeah, on, man. Yeah. So stupid. That's an old CIA uh, trick. We're surrounded with this stuff. So, you know, yeah, controlled like, opposition. It's interesting. You, you know, you'd think they'd put some money in my pocket for that because you're like, at this point, I'd be like, hey, what? What a gig? <laughs> <laughs> so it's 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 very interesting. And then there's also to you know, it's like like the cancer uh, industry, right? Like you would think we would all want to cure cancer. Well, it, we all know they got a cure for cancer, right? There are cures out there. Why is there's you know anybody who actually tries to cure cancer seems to die mysteriously well i mean like the the whole industry is built on making money off of cancer if cancer actually gets eliminated all these cancer doctors don't have work anymore i mean it's just the truth so if you're an organization that's stopping animal cruelty if all animal cruelty stops there goes your job so in a weird way it's like you want to do enough so everyone goes hey thank you so much but at the end of the day, it's like you don't want it all to go away. You want to you wanna still accept donations while claiming a level of helplessness and a level of gr with, with, uh, masked with great intentions. And that's it. There's your formula. As long as you've got that, then, uh, then yeah, you're going to be a well-oiled machine. Everything's going to continue to move smoothly. When uh, we, we see animal tricks on television, animal tricks – in you know circuses or in Cirque du Soleil, and everyone's like, "Isn't that amazing?" I go, "You have to know that most likely there is a lot of trauma involved with that." I mean, I mean, if you even look at like could be yeah. children growing up, right? And these kids grow up, and you know, by the time they're teens, they're masters of this thing. It's like they have parents who push them pretty hard, and not that I'm saying it's the same thing, but. Push them really hard and sometimes not with a lot of love. You know what and I'm saying? And sometimes they blow up, just like those animals. You saw that circus guy, that circus Russian guy get attacked by the bear? Yeah. 
After a while, they're last week. Yeah, after a while, they just blow up. It's just you keep pushing them and pushing them and pushing them. And the bear's like, fuck this. Like, I'm over it. Oh, you don't think Siegfried and Roy's lions were like, fuck this, dude? He's, oh, he's in my mouth. Pop, doop, there we go. I mean, it's just like, it's like, I you know I don't have teenage kids, but it sounds like from all my friends who have teenage kids, like it's impossible to get them to do anything because they don't want to. Animals are no different. Like, they don't want to sit on a ball and ride the ball <laughs> while they play uh, trumpet and shit. They don't want to do that. It takes a lot of forceful, forceful uh, actions to get that to happen. Yeah. Food deprivation as a base, of course. Food wow. deprivation. A lot of these animals get broken. I mean, there's an old school way of training. There's a new school way. In the new school way, uh, people have convinced themselves that it's less cruel. It is by virtue of less physical intervention, but when you deal with food deprivation, it really is pretty fucked up, no matter which way you look at it. You can try to convince yourself, well, I'm rewarding the animal for doing the thing I want, but it's like, you know, but in the same breath, you're refusing to admit that you're starving the animal to get it to, to be hungry, to be interested in your session to begin with. I mean, we can talk about animal training. I, 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 it's just inherently cruel. It's just as simple as that. As soon as you start seeing animals waving, uh, know that they've either been starved or they've had that, that hand um, directed via, via pain. Pain, right? Yeah, yeah. And, it just, and we just clap because we think it's like... I, I just like it's. Stupid. We think it's a puppet show, and people, people, uh, you know, the the parents convince themselves that it's cool to bring your kids to this stuff because it's entertaining to the kids. But I mean, shit, man, I could, I, I can think of other other ways to entertain a kid and killing hours and and wiping my ass with money. Uh, yeah. But people are content to pay money, and when they do, they have a, a particular expectation of how much they're going to be entertained, and by virtue of paying that money. They convince themselves that they're having a good time no matter what the scenario, as long as their kids are given, aren't given them an immediate headache for, for an hour or two, you know? When, uh, it's kind of a lazy way of parenting, if you ask me. No, if and I can take your kid to a zoo, it's like, at least I know for the next two hours, the kid's going to go, uh. <laughs> it's like, great, but... Not only do parents you know, you take them, your school takes you. There's school trips that take you to SeaWorld and the Aquarium of the Pacific and all that shit. And it, I, I don't know if... The jellyfish or like those little places can be stayed for actual educational purposes but like the other entertainment like making them clap and stuff that that's where it is animal cruelty right what do well, you think I, about the the yeah as the, soon as it's performance entertainment based yeah i mean when you're asking you get into performances and stuff it's just entertainment when you're asking an animal to do something it doesn't do naturally like human shit right i mean that's that's where you got to force these animals to do these over and over and over again. You know, it's like, you ever watch the, the spelling bee competitions? You think those kids have it easy? Oh, my God. <laughs> right? That, those parents it's are scary, driving I, those I, kids. I look at those kids right before they go to spell whatever word, and you look behind their eyes, and these the pressure these poor kids are under. My <laughs> God, what savagery. Oh my God! For what? What are we? What are we doing this for? Come on! Don't do that to a kid. Don't put a kid head to head and put the, the eyes of the world on him and have him spell a fucking word. Oh my God! I shit my pants right there and then. Come what, on. Man. Yeah, and it's like it, it, it's like I, I get it. Like you know, they're tiger moms or whatever they're called. Like you know, tough love to get your kids going, but like that just seems brutal, man. Like you know, Asians have very very tough parents, and you know that's why they're successful people, but. You talk to them, man, they like, man, my, my parents just grinded me, man, just grinded me. I lived in South Korea literally right before you said, you know, Asians have tough parents. I, I was just about to interject 
and say, well, you know, I lived in, in South Korea for some time in uh, 2003 and 2004, and I witnessed that to begin with. I mean, it's a Confucius society to begin with, so it just generally is is, is different from baseline, but um, the pressures that these kids were under. I mean, I was, a, I was an ESL teacher, and I was teaching uh, like 9 to 12-year-olds at, uh, you know, uh, 7.30 at night to 9.30 at night. Like, shit, these kids are going to school from 6 a.m. To, to 10 o'clock at night. I couldn't believe it. It was so crazy. And the pressure on these poor kids to pass these exams and not – I mean, I have to tell you about some of the, the statistical – some of the stats out there. But, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's a tough environment. But having said that, uh, you know, a place like South Korea dug themselves out of the depths of hell. Like, they were reduced to rubble in a war. And now they're, um, you know, they're, they're a capitalist success story beyond uh, uh, most uh, nations' imaginations. I mean, what a rebound story. But it came with a lot of hard work and pressure, and uh, you know a lot of collateral damage. Because I think there's a like a, it's tough when it comes to kids. There's obviously a fine line, a, a, a blend of a little bit of both. I mean, it's just the way it is here. Um, you know, when you watch Animal Planet, right? Like, <laughs> and you like sometimes they get these shots, and I'm like, you just happen to be there. Like you just like I was watching this one shot, man. All these deer are running this way, right? And because you know a cheetah's coming, and then out of nowhere, this kind of like other like deer just kind of gets thrown out. And of course, the cheetah grabs it. I'm like, why is that deer running that way? I mean, it's like, it's almost like a snuff film at that point. It's like you just happen to be there, right? The, like, there was this one time where this like little baby calf was there, and this line runs up, and it, the lion's like literally looking around, going, "Why? Why is this little? Where this come? What? what it, it, I, I'm, a, I'm here. You know, I'm going to eat this thing, right?" And he's just like, "Out!" Oh, and he grabs it and runs off. And it can't. It's like, and then not only was the camera there, it was perfectly shot, focused, everything. It's like, how do you perfectly get that shot? It's like there's no way this stuff isn't just like. Set. I mean, like, we watch reality television. Like, you tell people on those shows, none of that just happens. It's, it's done on purpose. And if we're, we're talking cruelty in a, in a zoo, imagine what, they're, what they do for a television show where they can sell, make a lot of money off a channel. Oh, you've seen that lizard that gets attacked by the snakes? Oh, they have different camera angles. What the fuck's going on? They literally, there's one here, there's one here. The lizard looks like it's about to... Drama. It looks like a fucking show, and it's supposedly it's supposed to be real, and it escapes, and it's it's there with its friends at the end at the fucking cliff, and yeah, it's, it's like smoking what the fuck? cigarettes, yeah. getting a lap dance, right? It just can. It's like brutal. I, I there's it's no staged. way that just happens. Well, I can. Uh, I mean, there's obviously some some evidence of scandals out there. There's no question. I can't. I, I mean, I'm. I my mind is blown as well. I see some of the things, and I, I ask the same questions. Uh, but I can assure you, there are a lot of shows, like fishing shows, especially that are just—they've been staging it forever. I mean, they're using half-frozen fish, they're catching the <laughs> fish, and throwing them back in. I mean, there's—you know—there's countless examples of things that are out there happening. Uh, you want to hope for the best for a place like Animal Planet, but listen to me—I'm—I'm I'm talking about a corporate entity that has no heart whatsoever. So, are they? Can they conceivably do exactly that to to build their brand? Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> but you're right. That's a lot of cameras in the exact perfect place at the exact perfect time to capture things that seem absolutely impossible. Yeah. 
Not just ca- like not like a weird like kind of Sapruder film where just like it's a it's like it's off a little bit and it's uh, not fo- it's like perfectly shot like you couldn't stage that on a stage that well if you wanted it to. And, and, I don't know, man. I just feel like you know it's just like we're all in this thing together. I you know it's like we all live on this planet and I understand that again that we are the dominant species at this moment and. It just seems unnecessary, uh, you know. I mean, unne- and like, I don't know. They're like, did jobs, man? I hate that argument and everything. There's well, what about the jobs? We're gonna jobs, you know. When Wolf Blitzer's <laughs> talking about us selling, United States selling uh, uh, arms to uh, Saudi Arabia, which they're using for the genocide, and and Wolf Blitzer's only response is, well, what about all the jobs it creates? People are dying, dude. You know, it's like pain is pain. And, you know, it's like I understand sometimes, a lot of times, all the time, that something has to die for something to live. I understand that. But it's like it's unnecessary. It's just unnecessary. It's nice to be emerging from a cruel period of ignorance into a higher level of consciousness. And, you know, with the... um, you know, with 3D technology and these these video games, these helmets and and these uh, you know drones in general and uh, and holograms and whatnot. You know, zoos are definitely going um, you know by the wayside, if you will. They're, they're going to be phased out. Uh, aquariums, especially. I mean, we only just recently passed a law that um, you know Marineland can't. I mean, their their animals get um, grandfathered in on account of property laws, but, uh, you know, the captivity of whales, dolphins, and porpoises is now illegal in Canada. Um, Marineland can thank themselves for that because, uh, well, I had a lot to do with that and, uh, I'm their fucking problem. So, uh, but yeah, things, big things are happening. I know in the States there's some, there's talk about some, some big legislative change. Uh, the, you know, current administration may, may pose some challenges and all that, but, uh, you know, progress is slow, but thankfully the market speaks for itself. That's, that's how you make your vote as a, as a citizen is you vote with your, with your dollar. You can make all the laws you want, but, uh, the best laws are the ones that are just unnecessary. So, you know, the idea of, of, of having to outlaw captivity as whales is kind of weird. And I don't know that laws passing will necessarily catch up to just how quickly people are starting to boycott these places. Yeah, I just like, you know, I mean, there's so much footage of animals doing animal stuff. And I know we just talked about how some of it's all set up, but it's like you can literally watch that. You can watch it. Now, I I can't, when I know an animal is about to be killed, I just, I just can't watch it. I'm like, ah, like I can't, like, I can't watch world star hip hop when I know somebody's about to punch a crackhead. I can't watch that either. Like, I just, it's just not my, but I love the UFC, but those two guys are like, you know, they're men and women are both choosing to be there. You know, it's just like the zoos. It's like, okay, I get it. You know, it's like, okay, now you got, you, you, you got to kind of train these animals to do these things. How about like when they show signs of not being healthy, how about taking care of them? How about taking care of like the reason people are there? You know, there's like famous stories about where animals died. They just left them there. Like, for two weeks, there's a story like a llama being dead, and they just left it there. It's like, well, this this cl- this chlorine's so powerful, it makes them go blind. So even if you release yeah. them back into the ocean, you're releasing a blind animal back to the ocean. That's how powerful yeah, that chlorine is. Yeah, what is your end game on that? What would you like to see with these animals that are already here? It's 
gonna be real hard to release them out to the wild. They don't have any of the skill set or any of the uh, st- you know support structure. So there's a project that's being developed called the Whale Sanctuary Project. Uh, it's years away. The reality is, uh, the you know the, eventually this is the way of the future. So this will be um, this will be built on a coast. Sorry, am I breaking up or do you hear me here? We can good? hear you. It's it's uh, it's dragging but here and there, but it's fine. Once in a blue moon. Yeah, they're going to build this place on on the on the east and west coast, and it's going to house beluga whales, and uh, you know it's going to be a semblance of a natural life. These animals will still be under human care, but they will be in the ocean. They will be able to sense the natural rhythms of the sea. Uh, they won't be dealing with uh, hyperchlorinated water. They'll be dealing, you know, the the acoustics will be, of course, less challenging. I mean, you put these these highly acoustical animals in, in concrete pits, and it's it's a living hell. So, uh, you know, that is the future, but uh, imminently for marine lands animals, essentially. Uh, I feel my work is done in the activism world. I, you know, I outlawed th- their practice as a whole. Um, my end game is I just want that walrus moved. I want her moved to a facility in North America. I've told Marine Land repeated it, and I remind them that if they do so, I drop my counter lawsuit. I drop them from having to prove their lawsuit, which is a complete fabrication, and they're only making themselves look like absolute fools in it all. We're seven years deep. I'll do another 10. I could give a fuck. I've said it from the beginning. So long as I have a piece of my fucking heart beating within the walls of Marineland, I'm going to tear the fucking walls down. So that's where we're at. I love it. So where are we at right now? You have a lawsuit against them. They have a lawsuit against you. Where where are we within the Canadian courts? So seven years deep now, the judge has ordered that certain things have to happen. Uh, Marineland, uh, we're waiting for them to do exactly just that. Uh, much of, of court is a waiting game and, and an expensive one at that. Um, you know, this has cost me an excess of $300,000. And again, I thank mm-hmm. comics for having me uh, and and former heavyweight champions of boxing heavyweight champions of the world <laughs> for having me on their podcast so as to help me uh, uh, with the financial burden of court. But yeah, you know, the, Marineland's intention was to just drag me through the mud, both uh, in the media, through the bullshit lawsuit, and then use the lawsuit to just make me, um, you know, broke and then shut me up. It's not worked. Uh, so they're having to produce some things that they don't want to. Uh, you know, it's tough to tell, say exactly what's happened, but just know that uh, Marineland is on the clock, and that's what's most important. Because uh, you know, I'm in what I what I call hard negotiations. Because uh, Marineland, I, I've got them on a clock they don't want to be on, and I've offered for them if they don't want to be on it anymore, just do the right thing. That's it. Move the fucking walrus, and this whole thing ends. You don't move the walrus, then this thing continues, and for them, that's going to be a very costly endeavor. That means headlines. That means documentary filming. <clears throat> uh, one coming to theaters in the next. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> hell um, yeah! You know, I'm 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 happy. I'm content to make a lot of people famous in this, or I'm content to 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 give a hug and handshake and walk away. Uh, you know, it's it's up to Marineland at this point. Now, um, where, uh, bottom how, line is they can't win. How many uh, animals do they still have? Well, they're shipping out. They're looking to ship seven of their. 56 belugas. They have They've got 56 one orca. whales. Oh, wow. Dude, it's the stories. Uh, but we but Canada has banned the breeding of animals of whales, so they can't do that no more uh, to the tune of hundreds of thousands of dollars of fines and and criminal uh, you know, breach of criminal law. So uh, we fixed that. So those numbers, at least from here on out, won't be so fucking oh, outrageous. But uh, they've got five dolphins, all of which females. Uh, they need to be rescued. 
Uh, one walrus remaining. They've got a, a dozen or so sea lions and seals. Um, they've got one remaining orca named Kiska, and it's the most tragic story of all of them. And, uh, you know, that, that's another animal I, I, I try to raise as much attention to, but, you know, the, the reality is that's not an animal that can necessarily be saved. She's in rough shape. It's just a shame to watch her deteriorate the, the way she is, the way Marineland's imposing that deterioration, suffering on her. But uh, yeah, just a wildly drugged animal uh, in a in a terrible place. But but the 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 unfortunate beauty in that, and and the beauty in an un, an unfortunately inherently cruel world is people are seeing that and they're seeing it in disgust. So her suffering is on display for the world to see, and that's exactly what Marineland deserves. So uh, yeah, they got a lot of animals. They got a long way to go to whatever it is they're about to become. But um, I'm making sure that I'm a headache for them every step of the way it's been the pleasure of my life beating the shit out of them <laughs> so these facilities were uh, made starting in- to get crazy man it's time to time to cut this thing off soon oh <laughs> <laughs> hey dude i live in crazy i choose fire every time dude i'm yeah, all about too. that dude that's the beauty of the internet man the po- the power structures are dead now it, well not dead but it's the you can actually live in a place where you know you can have your own pirate ship and raid some people. You, not- you can be a renegade. I, I've said this. I've got people that are talking about bowing out of society for this. For that, for this for no shit. There's an entire economy out there for you. You can be an Uber driver. You can you can invest in trade in yes. Bitcoin. You can do things that, that make you independent of the power structures. You can do things that make you a renegade. You can do that today, not uh, bow out of the structure. Yeah. Go find ways to poke holes in the structure within it. It exists. You can do it, and it's very exciting. I yeah. like to go against the fucking grain, man. Uh, dude, I'm <laughs> all about that action, dog. I mean, like, you know, it's like there's big-name comedians out here that I've banged with, man. I mean, I straight up called them out on their bullshit, and this couldn't have happened even five years ago or ten years ago because they would have put out the word, put a jihad out on me, and I wouldn't have worked at all. But now it's like I got my own pirate ship. And that's, that's my, exactly it. that's see for me, dude, like I go to Twitter, I go there for the Twitter wars, you know, I'm all about <laughs> that. And, uh, it's mostly because I feel like it's my duty to do that because everybody else in this business and not that I'm anything important, but they're all trying to make it in a dying industry, which has these rules called, uh, know your place, shut the fuck up, uh, st- say what we're going to tell you to say. And, I'm all against that. So we've had these virtual signaling motherfuckers all over the place blatantly lying, and I call them out, and guess what they do to me? Nothing. There's nothing. They can't do anything to me. I, it's just it's just the way it is, and that's why what you're doing is amazing because, I mean, like, if we look at this last election that just happened in the United States, it's just like there was, a, there was one candidate who picked who they were going up against, had the media on their side, had the FBI on their side, well, you know, wiretapped everybody. I mean, Hillary Clinton losing that election is the greatest loss <laughs> in human mankind. I, it's, to have that much shit. The message I'm, was sent. I just like it. And dude, it's like, that's why they're... But here's the problem. It, it, when they start censoring, it's ruining their bottom line which they have so much money they don't care. 
But other people notice that, and they're like, okay, like Google. Google got rid of all these uh, conspiracy. Uh, they made it so uh, the conspiracy algorithms didn't work, and you couldn't find conspiracy videos. Well, that move cost Google $80 billion. You know, and Google, Because of less views? Because of yeah, less, less uh, views, less all that uh, stuff. Less okay. revenue, okay? So, okay? so now you start going, okay, man, you lost $80 billion. You're going to change that so you don't lose that $80 billion. Have they done that? No, they haven't. Then you start to realize, oh, it's not even meant to be a business. It's just a facade of a business, okay? Yeah, that YouTube was always meant to fucking control the message and stuff like that, and it just got away from them. And that's, that's even worse because the facade, the facade of freedom of choice is the most important thing. So when you push back and your people push back and you're all just like, uh, hey, man, this whale shit, if they don't do something about it or the government doesn't listen to the will of the people. You know, there's a famous quote that the government shouldn't we shouldn't be afraid of the government. The government should be afraid of us. And we truly are, are the power. That's why they have to false flag everything to get us into it. And like when you push back, you may change. At the end of the day, no matter, Philip, no matter what you do from here on, you, you, you made a, the world a better place. And that to me is worth more than any amount of dollar you could ever have in your bank account. Did you make the world a better you- place? I think you're going to appreciate the documentary because what you just described as like the will of the people and, and just the war with government and everything else, that's been my last uh, couple of years. And we've been filming for years and they caught the whole tail end of this epic, absolute epic journey through this passing of laws that was virtually impossible, if not for what I call my magic wand, which is uh, which is which is social media. And, uh, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of coming together of of otherwise of people that otherwise didn't couldn't have imagined themselves to be the force they became. It's really going to be a hell of a story, man. I'll say this for as much as and as difficult and challenging as 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 the you know, there's something that happens to you when you're in a position like myself um, in the way that when you start to see the world for what it is, um. But amidst all the challenges, the fucking blessings that I've had, like what a, you know, I, I, I take myself back to the moment when I ultimately did decide to, to become a whistleblower and, and to reveal the, you know, just to reveal my experience. And, and you, man, I was in a, I had my knees clutched up to my chest in a fetal position, rocking back and forth in, in a, you know, basking in insanity and all of this. And, uh, you know, the, the clarity came to me that I didn't have a choice to make in all of it. And, you know, you talk about the matrix and everything else, man. I have not actually made a choice in all of this, but by virtue of allowing me, I've had the best seat in the house. So it's been tough, but it's also been fun as fuck. So, so again, I thank you for having me on the show. This is just another example of uh, some of the benefits that uh, this thing does. And, uh, you know, next time you're in Niagara Falls, you have to hit me up. Man. Oh, for sure. Or have a brew or something. Well, here, I, 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 we're going to wrap it up here, uh, but I wanted to ask you, by the way, I forgot to do the Bluetooth read, so uh, <laughs> no boner pills today. I'll just do it on the next one. But um, I wanted to ask you uh, about what is Canada's feelings right now in Trudeau? It seems like he had a bad couple um, months uh, leading up to this uh, recent election. You know, I'm a liberal. I'm a liberal. And uh, I, I say that with, I'm an old school liberal. Some might say it's libertarianism. I'm, uh, I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm all about, you know, all I care about is loving everybody. Everybody love, treat everybody with respect, live and let live. That's what I'm all about. 
Um, but I always say, it's never trust a really good-looking, rich, like progressive, trying to tell you about change, because <laughs> they have no reason to change the system. The system is here's, set up for them. So here's the thing: it's tough in any position, especially one of public and and one of responsibility, and one and one where you're you're. you're supposed to be well i mean in this in his case of course he's accountable to the public but you know you play a role in whatever role it is that you have i don't know that justin trudeau could just be himself entirely i don't know that any human being can be themselves entirely in any role so the challenge for justin trudeau is to be the perfect human being at a time when people expect that of him that's tough um you know of course there's the element of bullshit that no one wants to accept that comes with politics. There's the level of what people will call corruption. There will be a level of going with the flow, and, and much of that is turning blind eyes and everything else. But no one's going to be elected that's going to stop that. It's just it's virtually impossible. So, you know, you look at the person himself and you say, okay, he's done this, he's done this, he's done this, that's stupid, this is stupid, this thing he said is bullshit, he tried to do, you know... But it's like I put myself in a, in a situation. I'm trying to be empathetic because you know people find out I eat meat. They lose their fucking minds on me, man. Like I've had death threats lev- leveled against me because I, you know, Joe and I went to dinner at this restaurant in Toronto. We took a selfie out front. I, I fucking levied hundreds of death threats from angry vegans because they think that I'm this, you know, or, or maybe there's been this level of expectation on account of the fact that I did a good thing that I have to do absolutely everything good by by their definition and that's tough so i don't know i'm not excusing anyone for anything i'm just saying that's a tough position i think uh justin trudeau won by virtue of the fact that the conservative leader is uh, a big baby face uh um uh buffoon i think that uh, they put the wrong people up i think that you had a voting power an incredible voting power in ontario that uh, that just voted a conservative government at the provincial level that wound up really 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 disappointing people uh, and I think that that affected uh, the, the conservatives' um, chances. But, you know, fuck, Justin Trudeau sang the Marineland theme song about three weeks ago on French television. I wanted to come across the screen and punch him in the head. But he also is the guy who helped, who helped pass uh, a law that bans uh, the captivity of Wales. So, you know, it's one of these deals. Yeah. You get what you get, dude. Yeah, it's very interesting. I, I You know, it's like people... Like if would... you were fucking prime minister tomorrow... Would you have a good time? <laughs> How well would that go for well, you? Well, you know, man, I always say that um, real liberals don't run for office. They like to do stuff like on the local level. That's like what you're doing, right? You, you're, you're. They don't seek power. They see, you know, they want to, they want to work with the people uh, around them. That's my honest opinion. I think someone running, uh, that's not really uh, a real liberal. That's somebody who has a a power thing. I'm not judging everybody, and but someone who wants to work within the lines of the operating system. That's someone who knows the operating system and wants to work within it. I'm not. I when people say to me, "Oh, dude, we need you in government," it's like, "Yeah, you need me," but I'd go fucking crazy. Yeah. Not a chance. There's yeah. a zero chance. I'm not interested. The you government doesn't like me. I like it that way. I keep it that way. You learn real quick, man, that there's a whole system put together by Don't very. Change it. By very Don't, diabolical people, but you know, you know, it's interesting what you're saying about that because depending on who I talk to about what they feel about Trudeau, uh, you know, I'll get a, 
you ask a million people, you get a, di- a million different opinions. You know, uh, I am somebody who is is isn't afraid to say there's things about Trump I really like. I like a lot of stuff about Trump. Uh, you know, uh, and like you say that in this town where I live, like people <laughs> look at you like you're crazy. And I, you know, I voted for Obama the first time. I I I, I quickly learned that that was a, a shit show. And, but you know, it's like it. But I go, I go listen. I support Trump. But I question everything he does. I don't care how much you believe in the president. If you just co-sign everything they do, you're part of the problem. That's exactly it. You just nailed it. You can't just you can't just do a blanket. Uh, okay, I'm I'm a hundred percent on this on this party lines or this this. I'm the same way. Like yeah, there's you know that I, I, there's elements of all parties or or candidates that I like. Uh, and then there's the other ones that I have to question, and especially these days, I mean, you know, question everything. But um, no, you nailed it. You nailed it. There's no such thing as being. A, you can't be 100 percent behind someone. If you are, you're 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 a fucking puppet. Yeah. So congratulations. You're 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 a walking meat stick. Like fuck. <laughs> you know, it's like incapable it, of independent thought. For fuck's sake. It's like how many people before him in that position have to let you down before you start stop. Before you stop just believing in the, 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 the fantasy fairy tale. It's like, hey, man. When, I mean, like, I've been watching this guy get booed at all these events. And I'm like, the United States suffers from Stockholm Syndrome. And if you are, exactly. And if, you, if your political views fall right in line with mainstream media talking points, you are brainwashed. I mean, dude, how many lies do you have to be told before you start going, okay, maybe reporting the truth isn't what they're here for. Maybe they're here to manufacture consent. Television isn't called scheduling. It's called programming, and that's for a reason. Fabricated outrage, man. Fabricated outrage sells. That's why your CNN numbers and your your Fox News numbers are through the roof. It's just – it's drama and it's quick. You want something quick. You have people's attention very short, very short. You know, you I, got- I know this. I'm having to play within their rules, you know, and, and uh, you know, I, I'm, it's a, it, you have to see things for what they are, at least make an effort for it. It's a scary thing because it's going to change every which way you perceive everything in life. Once you start to see beyond the uh, immediate sort of the in your face uh, elements of, of, of whatever it is you're, you're, you're deciphering. But yeah, man, the depths of, uh, the depths of motivation go deep, far deeper than what it is that we can, can see at, uh, with our naked eye. I don't know, um, what a Canada thinks of the United States. I'm sure, um, our foreign policy lets people down. I mean, more and more, more and more blatantly. I mean, right now we're stealing oil in, um, Syria, we have troops protecting poppy fields in Afghanistan. You know, we're running coups on every country that doesn't play ball with us. I mean, like, dude. Trying Andrew, to get into Mexico, no, right now. Yeah, but. I, I, That's a good reason, but, but we are, we're trying to go in everywhere. Mexico's problem is because our CIA makes money off the drug cartels, so they keep, they keep that shit going. But when, when you have, so, like, I, I think there's something going on with the, the left out here, which is very saddening to me. I mean, you know, when I see Trevor Noah having uh, <laughs> Hillary Clinton on The Daily Show, when, you know, uh, Trevor Noah can't stop talking about racism, can't stop talking about it all the time, comes to America, gets a great job, cries about racism in this country, and then has a woman on 
who on video laughing about illegally assassinating a man, which has caused open air slave trades in Libya in 2019. Not 150, 200, 300 years ago. Today. Right now. And you have her on? Like, what am I, what are we doing here? Like, what happened to art? What happened? Like, it's, where are the outlaws? Like, it's like you, Philip, and it's like this show, man. We, we rage, rage, rage into that quiet Do you get a night. sense, though, that, do you get a sense, though, that maybe that industry is dying at such a rate and, uh, Maybe there's a chance that uh, you're not the only one that sees all this shit. You know, like I think that people are, I don't think people are tuning into TV like they used to. You know, I don't think the big players are what they were. I don't know that the numbers that you see are accurate and, and actually depict what, what to, to their viewerships and listenerships. I think I think uh, podcasts are a hell of a lot more powerful. And I think that you've got an old guard and an old school watching the old system. But uh and they've got a powerful voice. Those are the people with the money, right? Those are the, that's the that's the old structure. There's an infrastructure there in place. But I don't know, man. I I think I think the power of podcasts and uh, and the internet as best as as possible. I mean, it's got its challenges as well with you know with with censorship and whatnot. But I think that's where people are going in droves. I think uh, I don't think you're alone. I, I think the I think the the population of of conscious people that want to know more and they want to know. Uh, the things that they're not being told is is growing, and I don't think guys like Trevor Noah, um, I don't think they get the the the, the views that. Uh, oh, and the other thing, I mean, the, the big the big thing is, I think that's much of an echo chamber too. I think you've got the same people talking about the same things, and they're only trying to convince themselves of the same things. Whereas, you know, there's a whole other world of other people that just aren't buying into that bullshit. Just yeah. Not- well, yeah, the internet's strong because of all those uh, Jeffrey Epstein memes. He actually asked her that fucking question, and that's only because the memes keep getting brought up over and over. For her, she would have. I don't know, man. I I think, I think that's all. Fu- I think that's him being a good a good employee. And uh, I mean, Louis C.K. can't do a stand-up show without protest. Because he asked somebody if he could jerk off. Now his management put pressure on the girls. Okay. That's not right. But this woman has been associated with so much dark art shit. And she's on tour right now. You know, I, I do believe that's why Jon Stewart got out of there. Because he saw like, oh man. I, I've been defending one side and it's all the same side. And I just think, dude, that it's like they're trying to control it. And I think it got away from them. And the only, you know, that's why I got First Amendment, Second Amendment tattooed on my arms. Because once those go, then this this whole facade goes away. But they have to keep the facade going right now because that's the only way the system keeps going. And you look at China. China's, like, economy's fucking hurting right now because they have so much control. They've destroyed any... Uh, Ability to c- come up with a creative thought, you know, and they, they nobody's making money over there, and, and it's just like it's just not good. And I think they'd love to have us over here, but we much we must rage against when people are wrong, dude. When the system is wrong, man, and it doesn't matter black, white, man, woman, human, or animal, dude. When there is injustice, you have to say something. You have to, man. And it's like people like getting tribal about shit and not only defending their group. That You're not helping, man. 
You're not. We are more like than we are different, and we have to fucking support each other. The other thing I like to make a, a point of <clears throat> when it comes to activism is uh, a lot of people like tend to to throw themselves towards activism because they're trying to ex- escape something in their life. Um, you know, <clears throat> what I found is the long game is you know there are few and far the, the people that are willing to play the long game are few and far between. But you got to come sound to activism. Don't. It's not enough to just fucking wear sh- colors. It's not enough to wear some bullshit shirt and uh, and 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 you know throw your money around. I mean, the money goes a long ways to the people that are fucking doing these things, but don't try to escape your life and enter activism. Don't try, you know, it's it's the same idea as like, you know, you're saying, you're dropping the name Trevor, Trevor Noah. You know, nobody on network TV is a renegade. It's a virtual impossibility to be there if you are. It's not, it's just not going to be the case. So, if you know, if you're going to get behind something to help someone, get behind the people that are sacrificing, get behind the people that you can't find or that you're having a hard time finding. Don't get behind the fucking people that are talking in front of fucking TVs. Forget about it, man. Yeah, that's that's sponsored, dude. Yeah, that's sponsored. And don't fucking and don't and don't wear your colors and 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 walk with a swagger like like you like. Oh, I'm a big supporter of of this and that, man. There's real work that needs to be done in in changing the world. Real fucking work. Yeah. Uh, don't make promises to people. Don't make promises to yourself that you're gonna go change the world. But you got to change your own world first. Yeah, I see it happening all the time. Uh you know, there's this video of this Israeli soldier shooting a Palestinian man that's just walking away. Dude, 10 years ago, that video would never see the light of day. Now, because of all these different mediums, they can't control it. And it's like, that's cold blood murder right there. For you know, that was tough to watch. I saw that too. I, I heard that was, uh, I know, I got it. I saw it from the same source you got it from, and they edited that to say it was rubber bullets. No. You, where he's walking down that tunnel? Yeah. Yeah, the, that. Instagram pale horse. Yeah. Who shared it. He edited it later and said it was rubber bullets that they were, they, they still, still got in trouble. It's terrible, but yeah. yeah. I mean, they shot the, I mean, he lives, but yeah. I mean like that's that one, you know? No, but I'm saying maybe the videos still aren't getting out. You know what I'm saying? Maybe the well, only that got out because it was rubber bullets. What happens uh, here? All those cops shooting African-Americans, Mexicans for no, how, how many times did they get away with that with it before? Which they still get away with it now. Imagine before when they knew there was no camera. They're like, I'm going to shoot this photo. That's and- been my question in all of this. How much has the world changed or has it changed whatsoever? Or is it that we perceive it as being a certain way because that's the yeah. narrative? Maybe these figures that we're looking at of, of rising crime or whatever it be, um, maybe, maybe completely misrepresentative of the facts because we don't know what the hell it was. We don't know what was suppressed before. We weren't all media companies. We are now. Yeah. You know, so it's, uh, you know, you can sort of make, you can sort of, well, fuck, videos like that come out and, uh, man, they are powerful. My God, it, it depicts a cruel, a, a true and cruel world. One that, for instance, someone like Trevor Noah, you're not going to get that information from, you know? Not it's just, at all, uh, man. They're going to tee That's off. just reality. Yep. Going to go after the obvious boogeyman. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, those days are dead, man. And it's just like, and it can be a lonely place, but you know what? If your heart is in the right place and you're doing it for the right reasons, it's all worth it. And at the end, if you're true to your cause and you're pure in your intentions, the truth will come out and you will shine, man. And uh, the energy you put out is the energy you get back in this simulation. Uh, Phil, can you tell them everywhere where they can find you again and uh, tell them about your GoFundMe? I'm Walrus Whisper on Twitter. Give me a follow. Check me out on Instagram. I think it's the same name. Uh, Facebook, I guess. Fuck Facebook. Um, I dude, I don't even go there. 
You ever What's go that, to fa- you ever go to Facebook, man? I, it's like going back to your high school reunion. <laughs> you haven't seen Dude, anybody I forever. I, I shouldn't say it. It's just it's a powerful tool to me to a certain extent uh, that I need to use right now. But I, yeah, it guts me. I can't wait to. I can't wait to hit the eject button. I can't even tell you. There's a lot of different eject buttons I'm looking forward to hitting after this whole thing. Remember, I'm just a fucking regular dude, man. This was not me in life saying, I'm going to be an animal rights guy one day. No, I listened to too much Nirvana and Sonic Youth in the 90s. That's it. I did too much acid. That's what's going on here. Like, fuck Yeah. It. Hey, man. You saw injustice and you're doing something. I appreciate yeah. you, man. Uh, do you ever make it to L.A.? Yeah, man. I was just there a few months ago. Next time I'm down, I'll give you a shout. Maybe Please we'll come by. We'll powwow. We'll talk. We'll uh, we'll we'll have you in the studio. We'll sit down. We'll talk a little bit more, man. Awesome, man. I appreciate you, Philip. Thanks for coming on the show, guys. Everybody, thank you so much. Uh, we got a great uh, next show. Is gonna be great. We got the Edge of Wonders guys coming on. So uh, we're gonna talk some Black Cube. Uh, we will see everybody soon. Uh, thank you guys for listening. I love you all so much, and I'm working my ass off to make the show better and better because of your uh, positive energy. So thank you guys, and we'll uh, see you guys soon. Take care. <laughs>